we really need to make sure that there's an independent way, free from you know political actors that are reliant on the outcome of how redistricting works. I mean, basically, the way this has been done in the past is is you guys are sitting there and kind of drawing your own wards. Is that fair to say? Absolutely fair to say. Yes. So uh, you know you you don't redistrict yourself out of your own ward. You try to protect your committee people. In the survey, um, we're asking people what their opinion is on the redistricting initiative that we're trying to put in place. Um, The idea behind that is to create an independent citizens commission that would spearhead the redistricting process. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Nine years ago, St. Louis City voters overwhelmingly approved a charter amendment that would cut in half the number of wards in the city, and with that, the number of aldermen representing them. In the nine years that have passed, the Board of Aldermen has done pretty much nothing to prepare for this possibility. As recently as a few weeks ago, some members were instead trying to block it. Now, thanks to Mayor Lida Krusen's two vetoes, those efforts have come up short. Ward reduction is now moving forward, and the question now is how and what that will look like. A new group wants to make sure it's done right. That group is called Reform St. Louis. And joining us today are two of its members. Jamie Cox is the co-host of a podcast called Black Tea. She's also the chair of the Reform St. Louis Policy Committee. Jamie, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And we're also joined today by St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Ingracia. She represents the sixth ward of the city, and she is a member of the Reform St. Louis Coalition. Alderwoman Ingracia, thank you for joining us. It's good to be back, Sarah. So I want to start with you, uh, Alderwoman, because this directly affects you. Ward reduction was approved by voters nine years ago. Why are we only talking now about how we're going to execute it? That's a great question. Unfortunately, a number of aldermen have tried subsequent to ward reduction being passed at the ballot to move legislation forward at the Board of Aldermen to discuss um, not just redistricting, but also what ward reduction looks like. And none of those initiatives or, or board bills have been able to move forward. And so now we have come to the realization that if we're not able to move this new sort of best practices redistricting piece forward, um, that coalition building to put something on the charter to go back to the voters and and see what they would like us to do is um, the best move forward at this point. Hmm. Do you think your colleagues have been in denial about the fact that this is coming? I don't know if denial is the right word. I mean, definitely to your, your point earlier, there has been legislation introduced a couple of times over the last few sessions to undo the ward reduction, and that was just vetoed by the mayor within the last couple of weeks. Hmm. One quick follow-up question to that before we get to Jamie here, and that is, you know, we're going to get a new mayor come April. Do you think there's a chance there's going to be another attempt to stop this um, once we have a mayor who might not veto it? Um, That's a good question. I mean, that's always within the, the realm of possibilities. I don't know that the votes are there or will be there because we'll also have uh, at least one new alderman and and possibly others because Mm -hmm. odd-numbered aldermen are also running um, this spring along with the mayor. Okay, so there will be some changes to that board. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But in the meantime, it is time to talk about how we should handle this because this this is likely happening. Jamie, you've said this is a critical time to pursue municipal level reforms, not just looking at this redistricting process, but also the bigger picture. Why do you see this as a critical moment for our city? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think just from a layperson's and citizen's perspective, I think St. Louis has seen a lot of change. Um, obviously, this initiative is one of them, but a lot of changes just with certain things that are happening in the city and in the country. And so I think in a similar vein to a lot of our peer cities around the nation, we want to find ways to make our government want better. A lot of people want to see governments function better and us to tackle some of the hard issues that St. Louis is facing. And so I think while we're having this conversation, this is a good time to put some of these initiatives in place in front of voters and allow people to have an opinion about that. Hmm. So we mentioned you guys are both part of this group now that's called Reform St. Louis. What organizations are behind this effort, Jamie, uh, that's come together to advocate for these changes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The main organization that is spearheading the initiative is called Show Me Integrity. Um, People will recognize that. They led a similar initiative at the state level for Clean Missouri um, and another initiative that passed just this last fall called Proposition D. Um, And another number of other organizations are starting to come on board and starting to work with Show Me Integrity to put this piece of legislation together. Obviously, it's currently a work in progress. And so right now there is a survey out in the community to get input on that. Um, but really, we're trying to bring as many people to the table as possible. So this is not just a one group led coalition. It's truly a cohesive coalition. Okay. And Alderwoman and Gracia, these changes then, would these all be charter amendments or are different pieces things that would be handled in different ways? It really depends on the feedback we get in terms of how we move forward. I I also don't want to forget to mention that the League of Women Voters is a lead organization on this effort at all, um, which really brings, um, you know, along with Show Me Integrity, a lot of credibility based on, you know, their years of service. Um, It's a cross-partisan effort. Okay, that's, that's good. We were experiencing some buzzing there. We're going to try to get that fixed. And in the meantime, we'll talk to Jamie. It's great to have two guests uh, when we have these technical difficulties. Um, Jamie, so you're looking at some changes. You put this survey out to voters, and that's something that people can access. You're looking for people to weigh in. It's at showmeintegrity.org slash reformstl. Again, showmeintegrity.org slash reformstl. What are some of the things you're looking at within that survey or areas you could see yourself tackling? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to reiterate that I want to give credit to the League of Women Voters as well. I know uh, Alderwoman Ingracia was trying to make that point clear um, Mm -hmm. before, and hopefully people heard her. Um, But yes, in the survey, um, we're asking people what their opinion is on the redistricting initiative that we're trying to put in place. Um, The idea behind that is to create an independent citizens commission that would spearhead the redistricting process and take lead in um, the map drawing process. So making sure that there's community voice and adequate diverse representation in that community voice, that's one of the main questions on the survey. There are other questions on the survey related to other initiatives that focus on reforming the Board of Aldermen, um, one of them being making sure that conflicts of interest um, are public and um, fully disclosed when alder persons have personal interest in bills that are on the table. We don't want those to... um, sort of influence their votes. We want them to be voting for the will of the people and what's best for the community and not for themselves. So questions related to that are on the survey and as well as a number of different other reforms related to how we can make the Board of Aldermen uh, more uh, effective and more cohesive as well. I understand Alderwoman Ingracia is back with us. I'm hopeful. Uh, Alderwoman, are you there? 
I'm here. Oh, great. Okay. You sound so much better. Whatever <laughs> whatever just happened, it was a good change. So I want to go back to the idea of uh, this ward reduction and redrawing the wards in the city uh, because this is such a, a critical thing. I feel like few of us pay attention to how this is normally done. It happens every 10 years, not the ward reduction part, but the redrawing part. How does that process typically work in St. Louis when it's not also coupled with a reduction? Typically, when the spring elections happen in a year that we receive census data from the Census Bureau, mm-hmm. aldermen caucus before we come back into a new session. We pick committees by seniority, those chairs um, by seniority, and the chair of legislation works with the president of the board to draw maps and negotiate with aldermen on what ward boundaries should look like. Hmm. There has been little to no robust community input in the past on that, even though I think we've done some improvements such as, you know, we have better data and we are using a software program. Uh, It's still not really allowing us to make the best decisions, even if we're well-intentioned, you know, unintended uh, biases are problematic. We really need to make sure that there's an independent way free from, you know, political actors that are reliant on the outcome of how redistricting works. I mean, basically, the way this has been done in the past is is you guys are sitting there and kind of drawing your own wards. Is that fair to say? Absolutely fair to say, yes. So, uh, you know, you, you don't redistrict yourself out of your own ward. You try to protect your committee people. Um, you want to make sure that the, you know, people that you think are going to vote for you if you're an incumbent are are included in your ward boundaries when they're redrawn. Hmm. It's interesting with these 28 wards, just how, um, you know, to the voter level this is, you might well be aware um, that there's a voter who doesn't like you that's on a particular block. You could just get that written out of your ward. Christine, it sounds like that's that's not beyond the realm of possibility right there. No, and many of us know where the folks who do not like us are. That is <laughs> not a secret. Interesting. So that's the way it's historically been done. I can see how this is a bad process. Jamie, how would Reform St. Louis tackle this in a different way? Well, first of all, it would take that power and put it in the hands of the community, which I think Alderwoman and Gracia dictated well why that would be such an important piece to do. And hopefully, um, with the way that Reform STL is proposing this initiative, that community group or that Independent Citizens Commission would be representative of the people of our city. It would be diverse. It would represent people, not only geographically, but also racially and by gender identity as well. And just making sure that we have a comprehensive picture of what the people of our city would want to see. Um, and obviously, we would um, allow for a support for that group, not just putting citizens out there, but making sure they have resources and information um, to make sure they're making the best decisions um, possible to redraw those lines. And the other important piece is making sure that this process is transparent, making sure that when maps are being drawn, the community is aware of what's happening and what those maps look like. So people outside of that commission could have an opinion as well. Hmm. Alderwoman, I mean, it all sounds so great, but as we we learned so many times in St. Louis, the devil is in the details. Everybody in this town has an alliance with somebody else. How would you go about forming a truly independent commission and getting the right people on it? 
I think the best way to start is looking at the framework that was in one of the board bills that I had tried to move forward at the board, which is really a culmination of a lot of research and best practices from organizations all over the country. Uh, there are currently about 20 states and 11 cities that have some level of either an independent or advisory citizens commission. And so um, just really making sure that we are putting in place, you know, uh, Jamie mentioned having an, this Citizens Commission, which would be very thoughtfully uh, put together, and then having oversight of that, and then a robust community engagement process to make sure that the lines are, are redrawn. To the greatest extent, you know, we, we know the factors like compactness and contiguity and protecting political subdivisions, but we also have, you know, neighborhood integrity. For example, I represent parts of nine neighborhoods, but mm. none in their entirety. My district goes all the way from Washington to Gravoy up to Grand and down to 13th, but in a way that makes no sense. And so, um, I mean, this is a new day and age. We have, uh, we wanna represent uh, people, we wanna make sure we have minority representation. We wanna make sure that we are are looking at all the, the, the new types of diversity that people in our city are telling us they value now. Hmm. So looking at these best practices, other cities that have done this, for St. Louis to go that route, uh, Alderwoman, is it your opinion that it would need a charter amendment or charter change to get us to do things that way here in St. Louis? I think so. There's a few things that make a charter amendment really valuable. One is it's much more difficult for the whim of the legislative body to change that if it were just an ordinance. Mm -hmm. It could also change the requirement of the Board of Aldermen to adopt the map itself. And then right now our city charter only lists compact and contiguous with respect to redrawing the lines. And as I mentioned just before, I think our community values a lot more diversity um, than, than just those two things. And so updating the charter I think is critically important for this work. Okay. So Jamie, if there is support for this, and that's what's indicated in this community survey, what kind of timeline would you be on to bring this idea to voters? This is obviously all happening pretty soon here, um, now that it's almost 10 years since we voted for reduction. Yeah, so we are on a very fast timeline, but definitely want to reiterate that everything that is being thought out is being thought out comprehensively. So what we need to get this done are 200 volunteers um, to help us get signatures for this ballot initiative uh, since we are going the charter amendment route and that will be happening during both the March and April elections coming up in the next two months. And so we're asking people to come on and sign up um, on our website if they're interested and in wanting to know more, more information, they can take that survey. And then at the end of that survey, we'll ask if they wanna volunteer to help. And so we need 200 people to get that done. Um, obviously also there is a big fundraising push as well. Um, and you're able to donate on the Show Me Integrity site um, to help us get to our fundraising goals so that we can get those volunteers um, and, and people that are going to be helping with the campaign um, supported as much as we can. So that is showmeintegrity.org if people want to learn more about that. We've heard from some listeners with some thoughts on this. Uh, Bill Stevens, who's a candidate for alderman in the 12th Ward, called and, and left us a comment that he's taking off the air. He says that we need to have an independent third party to help out with the process and in facilitating the conversations with the community in order to engage the people. Also, Jake writes on Twitter, uh, quote, the ward redistricting is going to be used to further gerrymander St. Louis unless clear restrictions are in place to prevent. 
prevent that. Um, so there's some people that seem to be on board for this effort you guys are doing. Wanted to briefly touch on some of the other things that Reform St. Louis is interested in, and Jamie had highlighted some of those, Alder Woman, while you were dealing with some of the technical issues. One of them might be a pay increase for the smaller number of Alder people that we have going forward. You've been on the board seven years now. How important do you think it is to get higher pay for the, the people representing us? I think it's important if we want to ensure a level of uh, professionalism and the ability to attract and retain valuable um, elected officials who really have the best interests of the city in mind. Our, our current pay is $37,000 a year, which which isn't nothing, but it's well below the, the median income of St. Louis City itself. And this is and not a 40-hour-a-week job. Absolutely not. I, I rarely work, even when we have downtime or we're on recess, less than than 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's important right now. I think the redistricting piece and the conflict of interest piece are the most important. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the survey results uh, come back with, not just for the salary, but also for the staff. A lot of folks don't know that we don't have staff at the Board of Aldermen. Four or five of us will share an administrative assistant, but we don't have a constituent services person or someone to help us do legislative research or policy writing. So something that could get redone here is not just to say, hey, we want to make this job more professional and pay it a little better, but maybe also give one support person uh, per elected representative something to help you do this job capably. I think that would be ideal, yes. I mean, I always have uh, so many balls in the air, and I, I feel badly because it's almost impossible for me to address everything comprehensively that that deserves to be have attention. Hmm. So you also briefly mentioned this conflicts of interest um, that's being pursued as, as um, some changes that could be put in place there. What would you envision in terms of, of that? Would it be more disclosure or a law that flat out says you have to, to be cognizant of this? Right now, we do have a requirement to file a personal financial disclosure once a year. It is um, value something if you get paid or you have investments or any interest in a nonprofit at a thousand dollars or over and i think it's important that we file those unfortunately they just get filed away in a cabinet somewhere at the missouri ethics commission so they're not readily available to residents who are interested in taking a look at that and the other piece i think in practice is um is done well in terms of aldermen abstaining from voting on things that they have an, an interest in but it doesn't it doesn't require us to abstain we have to disclose but not uh, it doesn't prevent us from voting in favor or in opposition to something. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's problematic. Okay. Well, could be changes on that front, too. We want to encourage people to go check out the survey, showmeintegrity.org slash reformstl. Jamie, have you gotten some pretty good responses at this point? Yeah, we have. We've been really, really impressed. Um, I think we're at, you know, over a over 300, excuse me, survey responses so far. So a lot of people are participating. We're getting a lot of really good feedback. A lot of people are writing us notes and we're encouraging people at the survey. There's an open response part where you can write notes and and feedback and give input to these policies. Um, We want to reiterate that everything that's on the survey isn't necessarily what's going into the charter initiative, um, but we really want to make sure that the things that we are putting in there are things that are well supported by the community um, with the emphasis and the priority um, 
on redistricting because of the short timeline we have to make sure that process is done before we go down to 14 alder, per, alder persons. So yes, definitely we're getting great responses, but we need more. Okay. Well, you heard it there first. Uh, they need more. Uh, we'll also have that linked on our website if people want to check it out. That's stlpublicradio.org. And Jamie Cox, chair of the Reform St. Louis Policy Committee, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And Alderwoman Christine Ingracia, thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate your interest in the topic. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.